are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. I'm glad to have you back. Well, the Spurs started their five-game uh, road trip, which takes um, uh, well across the East Coast to take on some, I guess, less than powerful Eastern Conference teams. But nevertheless, outside of the Philly game, which was a loss, the Spurs uh, rebounded nicely against Detroit. What do we see in the, the first two games of this five-game roadie? Uh, pros, cons, likes, dislikes. I know it's early, but still, maybe there's something we can glean from as the season mm-hmm. moves over, moves on. Also, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, still a, technically a spur. There's so many reports out there that are conflicting. That he's going to be bought out. He's going to be traded. Boston's interested. Portland's interested. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to sift through this, try to figure out what is going on, and much, much more. Uh, to do that, I am joined by Ken's 5 sports reporter, Joe Reinagle. Joe, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, um, wow. Spurs really have themselves a schedule in the second half. You know, we were talking about that right before we hit the record button. Uh I think they only have like one day off in between games. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Cool. What was it, like 48 games in 62 yeah. days or something crazy like that? It's it's nuts. Yeah, it, it really is crazy. And they got things going uh, to start their East Coast swing. Now they, they got embarrassed against Philadelphia. I mean, it was just – and did they even show up basically? <laughs> and then they rebound nicely versus Detroit. Now, I know it's just two games, Joe, but what are you seeing so far? Well, I mean, just judging by those two games, Jeff, you got to look at Philadelphia. It's, a, it's an Eastern Conference powerhouse. I mean, they're going to be somebody that he's going to be reckoned with in the playoffs. Um, and, and remind me, they didn't have Embiid that night. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're so, absolutely correct. Uh, and they still, the Spurs just simply got worked on the boards. Uh, it was just never really, it, it was just, it was it's hard to watch. Right, it really <laughs> was. Out the words too, but it was hard to watch. Um, so that's concerning to me that they didn't put up a better fight against a a, a Philadelphia team that is really good over there. Um, when you look at Detroit, Detroit's got nothing. They're horrible, uh, as is Chicago, which obviously is next for the Spurs. So that's a good thing. They can kind of regroup, give, uh, DeMar DeRozan an opportunity to get back in the fold. Um, which right now, nobody really knows when that's going to happen. Um, not sure if you know anything right now, but no. um, I, I think they're kind of giving him the, the you know, wherewithal just to come back when he's ready. Yeah, and, you know, circling back to that Philly game, you know, they sure could have used the guy uh, by the name of LaMarcus Aldridge to rebound. I mean, he sees something. I mean, I know he hasn't really been put up great rebounding numbers, but, I mean, he would have been effective against an Embiid-less 76ers, but it is what it is. We'll talk about LMA moving on uh, later on the show. Uh, of course, they didn't have DeMar DeRozan as well. So they, they were shorthanded on stars as well, but they simply didn't have any answer for uh, Ben Simmons, who was just putting on a dunk fest. I think every, every Philadelphia 76ers was getting to the rim. One thing that concerns me, though, is just the need for a big man. And I know Jakob is playing great this season. You know, and it started off slow. He, he's finally coming into his own now, putting up good numbers. He had double-double versus Detroit. But it still feels like that is the glaring hole right now as the season goes on, Joe. Well, yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. And, and you're right about LaMarcus. Maybe he makes a little bit of a difference. I don't think right. it would have made enough difference in that game to win. But um, yeah, he, he's got to go. He was, he's not a part of this, this team. Obviously the Spurs are going to focus, I think on a big man and any free agency. 
I don't think they're going to be able to pull anybody uh, in a trade um, for LaMarcus. And I know we're going to get into that uh, a little bit sooner. What, what I think uh, more than LaMarcus and what I see with this team, especially what I saw the other night in Philadelphia, was lack of leadership. And they need DeMar DeRozan for that. And, again, I don't think DeRozan makes a difference if he's in that game. They were going to get beat in Philadelphia regardless. I think that goes without saying. However, I think it wouldn't have been the bloodbath that it was had he been there. I just think he adds a, a, a fact of leadership with those young guys that they really respect him, they really look up to mm-hmm. him. And I think he kind of calms things down when they start going haywire. Um, and, and that's why I really hope that they can work something out with DeMar to keep him here in San Antonio as they build around this young, cool group that they have. Um, I just think he likes it here. And I think those young guys really respect and follow him uh, in a way that I haven't seen in a while. When I look at these first two games, Joe, one thing that, stands out for me is I still don't know what team I'm going to get now. Okay. You know, give them Mulligan because they didn't have DeMar, but you get the non-competitive Spurs versus Philadelphia. And then you get the team that goes out and beats a Detroit team that they should beat considering they're the worst team in the league. You, you get one day X, Y, and Z that's positive, And the next day you get negative. It, it just feels yeah, and of course, you know, you're right. DeMar DeRozan wasn't there. But you you would think at this point of the season, some of these older, younger guys, if you understand what I'm trying to get at, like your, your Derricks and, and your DeJantes, would be enough to steady the ship. If but Kind of following what you said, it sounds to me like, he, like these guys are not there yet in that leadership maturity role yet. Am I reading that correctly? I think you are. And I think okay. – uh... You know, a lot of people have been waiting for DeJounte Murray to, to assume that leadership. But you got to realize, I mean, the guy is still just a baby. Um, and, and, and most of these guys are so young, Jeff, that, you know, you're going to have to deal with some of this inconsistency. You just are. And it doesn't matter whether Derek White or DeJounte Murray have played in the league four or five years. Uh, you know, Jakob Pertl is another one of those guys. Um, I just think you're going to have to deal with some inconsistency, which is why I believe you've got to have veteran leadership like a DeMar DeRozan. And I think Mm -hmm. Pop will be looking. I think he's got a core group of young, athletic, up-and-comers. But I think it's going to be interesting to see in the offseason what they look for and who they Mm -hmm. look for. And I think it will be more veteran guys that will come in here so it will give them a good mix where – they can lean on some more of these guys when times get tough. I think you'll you'll see DeJounte Murray, and I think you've seen that now, finally, uh, in his fifth year. You know, he's really starting to develop that role, but it's just not quite there yet. Um, you know, a Derek White is not really that kind of guy, I don't think. I don't see him that way. You know, Derek's right. a great ball player. He's a great defensive player. But I'm not sure that he's that leader that, you know, other guys are going to look to you know, for encouragement when things start getting tough. Jakob the same way. I just don't think, see him in that role. DeJounte is, but I think he's got a little more time to grow. Mm-hmm. So I think Pop and the Spurs brass have to look at some some veteran guys that, that can come in and really provide some leadership as these younger guys start to grow up. And I think that'll help them tremendously. You would have, you would think that that'd be Patty Mills. You know, he's the, the veteran. Well, him and Gay as well. Um, like they step up, but still, you know, they're not, I mean, maybe Patty to an, to an extent, but somebody has to get out there on the court with these guys 
um, through the thick of things and, and, and when the times get going rough on that court to really steady the ship. And that's what DeMar uh, brings. It, and it really does highlight, Joe, just how important DeMar is for this team moving forward. Yeah, he is in a contract season. This is it for him if they don't get some sort of extension going or get some sort of talks going so they can stay a spur. This really highlights just how much this young team needs DeMar, doesn't it? Oh, I absolutely think it, it's imperative that they keep this guy. And I would really like to see that. You know, I'm hearing reports and, and you know, chatter that, um, you know, the Spurs are working on an extension right now. They'd like to get something done before the March 25th deadline. Right. Uh, and that, that could go a long way in what they do long term. You know, if, if, if it looks far away, which it is right now, from what I understand, you know, maybe they – they try to package him up and get something for him and just completely blow this thing up. They've got a lot of money to spend in the offseason and just try to go a different way. But I would really like to see DeMar stay here. I think the Spurs will be able to get him for obviously less than what he's making now. I don't think he's going to make right. $27 million a year anywhere uh, that he would go at this point in his career. So it would be a little bit cheaper, I would assume. So you know, we'll see what happens on that front. I'd like to see him stay here. I think he's enjoying his time here. I think he's playing as well, if not better, than, than really he's ever played in his career. Uh, and I think he enjoys the role that he has on this team. He's, you know, it's, it's amazing. We've talked about this before, Jeff, how DeMar knows that he doesn't have to be the guy to score 30 points every night. Right. I think he's, he's satisfied with, with kicking in 20 to 25 and, and dishing out 12 assists. I mean, I think in, in his mind, that actually adds to his game. And I think he's really, really pleased with the role he's playing here in San Antonio. So I'd like to see him get something done. And we'll continue our chat with Joe Ranagle of Ken's 5. But I want to talk to you about rockauto.com, which is a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. You need a tail lamp. New carpet, motor oil, they got it all over at rockauto.com. And that catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle. And you can choose the brand, specifications, and the prices you prefer. And those prices are always reliably low. So don't go spending up to twice as much. You can just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you do that, write locked on in their How Don't You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're talking with Joe Reinagle. He is a sports anchor over at Ken's 5 San Antonio. Make sure to follow him on Twitter, at JoeKens5. Do that right now, because before we record it, uh, Joe, uh, Joe actually revealed to me that he actually invented the internet. So that's pretty impressive, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my name used to be Al Ward. Somebody like that, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, let's let's continue talking about what we're seeing so far in this early East Coast road trip uh, before we get into the, I guess, <laughs> the heavy hitter that is LMA talk in just a few seconds. Balance. That's one thing I'm seeing with this team, and especially against the Detroit team, when even without Demar offensively they brought that balanced scoring you had Lonnie with double figures Devin Vassell 13 points in the win over Detroit uh you had Jakob as mentioned 14 points yes shocking Joe he actually put up double figure scoring and and et cetera et cetera and I think that's what they need to bring if DeMar is out uh, any longer 
Uh, Popovich did say to media recently that he expects DeMar to be back sometime during this road trip. But let's just say for sake of argument that he isn't versus Chicago tomorrow night. They need to duplicate what we saw against Detroit, against uh, a hapless Bulls team, Joe. Well, yeah, I mean, they've got to win that game, and they should win that one going away. And then they've got a back-to-back with Cleveland and Milwaukee. So hopefully uh, DeMar is back for that Milwaukee game. That would be good. It'd be nice if he's back before that just to get his legs back under him. But, you know, Pop is that kind of guy. Family's pretty important. And so he's going to give DeMar as much time as he needs to mourn his father and take care of his family business. So, you know, know, tomorrow night's really a a given. The Spurs just can't go in there and lay an egg and think, you know, they've got this one made. But – I don't think that they will do that. You know, you were talking about some guys like Jakob Pertl. He, he puts up a double-double last night, which right. is good to see. And, again, you got to keep in mind, though. I mean, that's a Detroit team that is really bad. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not good at all. The Chicago team they're going to see is not good at all. So these guys need to, you know, pad their stats when they're playing teams like that. But it's good to see. And I'll tell you, Jeff, I'd like to see more Drew Eubanks. Absolutely. Have you ever seen a guy that hustles more than that guy? I haven't. Uh, nope. And, and I tell you what, he plays the pick and roll game as well as, as anybody I've seen in a long time with his first team. So I would really like to see him. If nothing else, he's a tough guy. He's going to go out there and bang. Uh, he's going to fight for rebounds. Uh, he's, again, good on the pick and roll. How many dunks has that guy had in the yeah. last couple of nights? And, and exactly what I'm talking about. He's great with the pick and roll, and he finds the opening. And guys are finding him. So I'd really like to see Drew Eubanks get involved a little bit more. It might help a little bit with the big man situation. Sure. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I'm not saying Drew Eubanks is the next you know, Shaquille O'Neal or Tim Duncan, but I think he adds an element that the Spurs need. Just one of those tough, hard-nosed players is going to get in there and fight every time he's on the floor. You you asked me you know like about a um, a spur in general with that kind of hustle. The closest I I can recall in recent memory is maybe Malik Rose. Um, Malik was was all energy on that court, but you're absolutely yeah. right. Uh, Drew Eubanks is really taking advantage of his time on the court right now, and and that's good to know because we were we we keep on going back to the schedule. The second half schedule is is crazy. It's it's every other day basically. You can throw in a few back to backs. So to have young guys like Eubanks to come in and provide energy, I think that's great. Jakob Pertl said it best. I think it was right before uh, this uh, crazy second half started when he said, hey, we're young. We should be able to handle that. And I think he's right. I mean, this is not a veteran team made up of oh, like old Spurs teams, <laughs> Mario Ellie, Jerome Kersey, et cetera, et cetera, with guys that are <laughs> right. past their primes already. These are a very young guy. They should be able to handle that. Now, one, one thing I want to ask you about is we've seen so far, at least in these last two games, is no Lucas Samanich. He has not played. And when he does play, he's usually garbage time. Recall when he got recalled. Um, he was playing some good minutes during games. But so far, we really haven't seen that. Nothing to make a big deal about, Joe, or is there something there? No, I, I don't think a, a real big deal at this point in okay. time, Jeff. I think he's just got a lot of growing to do, a lot of maturity to do when it comes to the NBA. You know, he, he was uh, he was good where he came from. He's great in the G League, played very well there. And, he, and he, he's got his moments, but the NBA is unlike anything else, right? I mean, it's just right. – uh, it's the difference between high school football and pro football or college football and pro football. I mean, it's just a step up and you got to take that step. And I think Luca has got to learn 
some things. And I think Pop gets frustrated with Luca a little bit. And, and, and where I see it, Jeff, is more so – and I'm not going to say the guy's lazy. I, I wouldn't say that, but I think lackadaisical sometimes. Right. Um, and, and, and I think that irritates Pop a little bit. So I think Luca, once they get squared away, will spend a lot more time in Austin – at least for the maybe the rest of this year, maybe not because you say, like you say, they need bodies. Yeah. But um, he, he's got some growing up to do. I think he's going to be a good player in this league, but but he's one of those guys that is a project that's going to take a year or two before I think we see the results. Uh, one more player uh, to highlight during this rodeo. I'm sorry, rodeo. It feels like the rodeo road trip. Um, during this road trip is Lonnie Walker. Um, in DeMar's absence, at least against Philadelphia and Detroit, uh, you know, he's stepping up offensively. He's not dropping the 20 plus points as we saw earlier in the season when DeMar was out. But, you know, he puts up 11 points in the win versus Detroit, 15 points in 15 minutes in the loss to Philadelphia. His three point shot is falling. Uh, he's made at least one or more, I believe, in 11 straight games. He's looking a little bit more confident out there, Joe. Yeah, and, and again, that comes. Yeah, that comes with playing, Jeff. And not let's not forget that little wraparound pass to Drew Oh my Eubanks God, last that night, was awesome! Which was really a thing of beauty. I mean, that was uh, really incredible. So he's got the ability, he's got that talent to do those kind of things. But I think he is another guy that I think you're going to have to be patient with his consistency. Um, he, he's getting better, and of course, the more he plays, the better he's going to get. But again, a young guy who needs to be groomed. He needs to learn the NBA game. And, you know, it's not easy. And we expect these guys just because they're talented and because maybe they have a game or two that is fantastic, that they've learned it all. Man, it doesn't work that way. There's only a handful of guys that can come into the NBA and, you know, be stars and shine bright right away. A lot of guys, even guys that are hyped up will come in. They'll, they'll, they'll have a good year. And then the second year they won't. And, you know, it just takes some time. And I think Lonnie will get there. I think he's got all the tools, mm -hmm. but I think we've got to be patient. And that's what Spurs fans, I think, need to really, you know, just take a step back sometimes. I see him on Twitter. You see it on Twitter. Yep. On social media. Man, uh, you know, the Spurs fan base sometimes, that they're, they're gung-ho when the Spurs are winning, and then they want to trade everybody <laughs> when the Spurs lose a yep. couple. And, you know, it's just it, – it, you know, it's like making a cake, man. you gotta, you got to wait for the timer before that thing is ready. And I think that's what, what we really need to look at with the Spurs team. They're young. They're so young right now. Uh, they just, we've got to be patient with them and they're going to get there, but it's, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. And that wraparound pass uh, that Lonnie had uh, to Drew, you know, he, Lonnie after the game told me that some guy named Joe Reinagle taught him that. That's pretty impressive, Joe. Well, I, I worked. I didn't, I didn't know you had that kind of. So yeah, exactly. That's what I heard. That patch. Yeah, you, you haven't <laughs> seen my hops, Jeff. They're incredible. <laughs> All right. We, once again, we're talking with Joe Reinagle, sports anchor over at Ken's Five San Antonio. Joe, let's go ahead and uh, shift gears a bit and uh, talk about the Lamarcus Aldridge situation in San Antonio. As of this recording, of course, knowing our luck, Joe, we, we, we're going to publish this live and then that's when something breaks. But um, he's still a spur technically. Um, you know, yeah. you're hearing outlet X say this, you're hearing outlets B say this, and you're hearing this reporter and this insider say this and that, that it's either going to be a trade or a buyout trade or the buyout. What do, what do you make of all this? I mean, it just seems to me that nobody really, 
knows, quote unquote, what is really going on with San Antonio and, and LaMarcus. Now, you mentioned something earlier um, about LMA. He just needs to go. But I would have thought that this would have happened by now because they don't want this. They, the Spurs, don't want this cloud hanging over them as the season continues. Uh, Joe, what do you make of the situation right now as it stands? And we'll continue our chat with Joe in just a few seconds, but I want to talk to you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but you got college basketball, NHL, and the NBA, well, they're all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on out to the website, betonline.ag, and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports experts, and use promo code LOCKEDON. And we have been telling you about Built Bar, which is the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best because it's Built Bar Madness. You want to go to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to see all the matchups. And you got all the flavors competing. You got from your, your original flavors to the new ones, including Jiro Puff. They're all there. They're duking it out to find out which is the best Built Bar out there. Remember to use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won the matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Well, you know, the problem is the salary cap, Jeff, as you know, I mean, you got to make salaries match up, right? So I, I don't think teams, well, let me put it this way. I think teams believe that LaMarcus can, can come in and help them, but they don't want to, you know, get rid of the rest of the team to have him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the guy's 35 years old. He is on the downhill slide of his career. <clears throat> I think a LaMarcus and I'm really disappointed. I wish he would have accepted the role off the bench here right. in yes. San Antonio. I think it would have been brilliant, and I think it would have helped his career. But obviously, he chose not to do that. He wasn't happy about it. So, I mean, there's teams out there like the Celtics, the Heat. The Heat are the team that I keep hearing are, are really trying hardest to get LaMarcus. And they're even talking, you know, some players on the fringe that that they might be willing to, to swap out. But everybody's hoping – that when they get past the March 25th deadline and the Spurs will just buy him out and then they pick him up for, you know, nothing. Uh, and, and you just add him to the roster. And so that's what teams are hoping. They're hoping to wait out the Spurs. Um, I think it's really going to heat up here. What is it? Uh, we've got a, a little over a week or so yeah, before the trade week, deadline. Yeah. So I think things will heat up here over the next few days and the Spurs will try and get something. But, you know, if, if, if fans out there are expecting – you know, uh, San Antonio to get Kawhi Leonard or or <laughs> LeBron James or anything right. like that. I mean, be silly if we get a fringe player or two. Um, okay, but it, this is not going to be a blockbuster deal, no matter what happens. You're absolutely right. And here's the thing: what I don't understand is why would a team want to even make a deal with San Antonio when, if he just wants out, then there's got to come a time where he's going to be bought out. And then it could become a free-for-all. Maybe you just so scoop them up before your rival team gets them. I mean, it could be that situation. But 
it just doesn't make sense why a team would want to give up assets, even as low as they could be as, um, you know, maybe some fringe players you mentioned second round picks. Uh, it just, I don't get it. Now I did talk with locked on Celtics host, John Corrales about the Boston rumors. Uh, he, he told locked on Spurs that it doesn't make sense from a financial standpoint, why Danny Ainge would go for that. Uh, there's some um, financial issues that Boston is dealing with. It just doesn't make sense to, for him to fit in there. I mean, they had a guy named Al Horford, and now he's gone. Um, so it'll be similar role. Uh, so the, at least the locked on Boston the Celtics host is saying Knicks on the LMA uh, deal. But circling back to my question, Joe, why don't teams just simply, like you mentioned, just simply wait for the buyout? It just makes more sense. You know, maybe <clears throat> excuse me, maybe they do, Jeff, and and maybe the Spurs are saying, well, look, maybe we're not going to buy him out. We'll just let him sit at his house and, and continue to pay him for the rest of the year. Then he'll right. be a free agent. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what those conversations are behind the scenes, um, but obviously the Spurs would like to get something for him. Absolutely. Teams are trying to wait out the Spurs to see if they're going to buy him out. It just comes down to whether a GM for the Heat or <clears throat> the Celtics or whomever, Portland is another team that, that's been mentioned. You know, if, if they think it's worth giving up some assets to get LaMarcus, would he be the piece of the puzzle that makes the difference? Obviously, I think the guy's got some some game left in the tank. Um, he's not the way he was before, but, again, could be the piece of the puzzle. So I just think it, it depends on how important it is to that team and what kind of hardball the Spurs are playing behind the scenes. You know, maybe they're saying, well, we're not going to buy him out. We're going to let yeah. him sit. I don't know you got to be a genius to figure out the salary cap in this league mm -hmm. or any other league for that matter. And I'm certainly not a genius, but obviously there's some talks going on because if, if the heat, the report that I saw last night out of Miami from the Herald, I believe it was saying that the, the heat are actually thinking about dangling some players. So th there must be some hardball being played behind the scenes a little bit. Spurs don't want to just let him go. So we'll see what happens. But again, Either way this plays out, don't expect any kind of blockbuster deal where the Spurs Absolutely. are going to improve overnight. That, that's not going to happen. Absolutely. You know, I get San Antonio's standpoint, you know, get something for nothing. That makes sense. But if you're a team just looking to add him, you can just say, all right, well, guys, you know, he obviously wants out. Yeah, you, you know, really, LaMarcus is in the position of power here. I mean, you could just say, bye, you know, buy me out. I'm, I'm done. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, you, I just want to see this over with already. I think uh, whatever the Spurs get in return, whether that be via a trade and, you know, for me, I just, I want picks. I would take picks right now for LMA because the Spurs only have one roster spot open right now. And if they get a haul back and players like fringe players, they're going to have to wave them too. So I'm, I'm looking to just get some cachet of draft picks moving forward. Even if they are high second, mid second, I'll, I'll take them. One, one more thing I got to ask you about, and uh, I, I talked about, I've been talking about this uh, with friends. Where does LaMarcus Aldridge rank among the greatest Spurs to play? Would you put him in top 10? Oh, man. I know, right? That if, if, if I put him in the top 10, it would probably be way down the list. And I know LaMarcus never really got the, the credit here in the respective Spurs fans. Um, obviously, he was a great player, a great player at Portland, and he played well here. But, you know, LaMarcus reminds me of one of those guys, and um, I'm probably going to irritate a few people, but yeah, like a Charles Barkley. Great player, 
but he was just never good enough to, to take a team with him. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. When you're talking tough, about – right? Top, wow, top, that, that's tough. But it would be down the list for sure. And in maybe nine or ten if, if you're going to stick him in there. I, I'd have to get – I want to get a piece of paper and, and a list going here. And maybe that's something I'll do later. We can talk <laughs> about that on the, on yeah. the next episode. But, uh, yeah, I, I just – yeah, I just don't think so. I, I really don't. Let, let, let me try this. I'm going to give it a shot here. Um, and no particular order. This is just okay. 10 uh, spurs that I can think of that are, would be in my top 10. All right, let's get rid of the obvious. The big three. So there's your Timmy, Tony, and Manu. Then there's right. David. And then there's Ice. So there's your three to yep. your five right there. Yep, okay. yep. So now it, gets, now it gets tricky. So, again, in no particular order, this is the writing out the last five of the top 10. So there's Kawhi. I throw, I gotta throw him out there. Okay. Um, uh, Captain Late, James Silas. I think okay. he's one of the greatest Spurs that sure. gets forgotten. Um, see, now it's getting tough. Okay. How about Sean I'm, Elliott? Oh, you read my mind. <clears throat> Sean Elliott. Here's one. He's got to be in there, right? Yep. Here's another one. Dennis Rodman. Would you throw Dennis Rodman oh, in there? No, please. You wouldn't throw uh, Dennis Rodman. I, I, I don't think I'd put him in the top ten of best Spurs. No. Okay. Um, Larry Keenan. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Right. I think I think he won yes. an ABA title. I think he did. If I yeah, I think correctly. so. Yeah. So what are we? We're up to eight already, right? I think we're at ten already. I think that's we're ten. At ten already. Yeah. So I mean, and and tough. the wild card I mean, is there's, there's is Sean Elliott. Guys. I mean, where yeah. does Avery Johnson rank on right. that list? Does he deserve to be in there or? Um, you know, you can you can make a case for a Johnny Moore, perhaps, or yep. Gilmore. Um, yeah, Bruce Bowen, perhaps. Yep. I mean, I, there's so many guys that I think would would be in there. I, I'm if if you're gonna ask me, I would say Lamarcus. No, he's not a top ten spur. Okay, interesting, interesting. But well, yeah, definitely. The next time we get Joe on lockdown spurs, we'll see if uh, he had some time to think about that and to put Lamarcus Aldridge in order at number one. Right? Is that correct? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's just a victim of circumstance too. I, I just still say that. I know people disagree with me about that, but I just think he was a victim of circumstance. Just was supposed to be paired up with Kawhi, you know, after they saw him blossoming that being Kawhi, and then that didn't work out. Talk about big shoes to fill. You know, it was already phasing out the Tim Duncan era. That was already phasing out. He's supposed to. He's not going to be the replacement for TD, but at least a good band aid. Um, until so they move forward, and then the NBA changed uh, to a faster pace, three point shooting, big man kind of league. And then there's LMA. Just it was just one of those marriages that just could not work. And uh, you know, I'll credit off. I'll credit Lamarcus with with working on a three point shot, and I wanted to get that down. And I'm really really disappointed that he didn't accept the role off the bench. You know, and, and very you. few players do that. You know, Monte Ginobili was the greatest because he did. And he became, you know, probably a bigger star than when he started. Um, and 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 Monty was always in the ball game at the very end. And who's to say Lamarcus wouldn't be either? But I think he would have been a great addition coming off that bench to spell Jakob Purtle. I mean, can you imagine? You got oh Pirtle my goodness! And then yeah. you got Aldridge coming off the bench, and I think, man, that would have been that would have been a tough matchup for a lot of teams, and I think would have fit perfectly. So it's too bad that he didn't accept that role. Um, mm-hmm. I wish he would have, at least for the rest of the year. I mean, you're talking about a year, right? Yeah. So, 
But you know, Lamarcus was never really set and and happy here in San Antonio. I mean, there was always something, right? You remember a few years back where Pop had to kind of talk him off the ledge of mm-hmm. leaving yep. then. And um, he did, and things worked out for a couple of years. But it's just what it wasn't a great fit here in San Antonio. You're right. The Kawhi Leonard thing messed up everything. Everything. Yep. That's why, Jeff, and I, I you got to bear with me here. I don't, I can't imagine, and I've seen it all over the place, that any Spur fan would want that guy anywhere close <laughs> to the Spurs locker room. I, I just, I, I that, that's, I, I just can't believe it. Yeah, he, right, he'll, 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 he'll kick you out of that room. Remember that report from The Athletic uh, a couple months ago where he cleared out locker room because he had to have it for himself? At least that's what they alleged. So. You know, Ooh. and a lot of Spurs fans, and, and some agree with me, some don't, but, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that were inside at that time. The guy was just simply a cancer in the locker room. He was. He hated it here, and it just – he was just not good for this team, and I just can't believe he would be good for this team coming back. And then I think there's about a 0% chance yes. of that happening anyway. But I just can't believe that some Spurs fans out there yeah. on social media would like to see that happen. I just, yeah. it, it boggles the mind. I'm right there with you. I don't think it'll ever, ever happen, although he is a free agent. So, but don't, I don't, yeah. I think there's too much uh, – Bridges burned between San Antonio and the Kawhi Leonard camp. Hey, circling back to the top 10 list before I put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs, Joe. Um, putting off the court issues aside, what about Alvin Robertson? Oh, wow. I don't yeah, think I mean, so, Jeff. You I don't think so? Top 10. I mean, his I numbers were incredible. There's other guys that on the fringe there. I mean, I, I, would, I would put Avery Johnson ahead of him. I would yeah. put you know, Bruce Bowen ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just I don't know I don't know I, yeah the guy had a rough uh, <laughs> a, yeah a rough time of it off yeah. the court but and it's not even because of that but I I don't think he belongs in the top ten no yeah I, I was thinking about that and I went up to Basketball Reference and I looked at uh, Alvin Robertson's uh, numbers in San Antonio and whew, I mean they were good and, yeah uh, quad dub um he one of the four NBA history to do it uh defensive player of the year uh, a bunch of other accolades but yeah um of course what he did off the court um yeah was not good at all <laughs> but um joe uh before we let you go just some quick news and notes here to get your react hey tim duncan um he and his mother were honored in the virgin islands recently uh, it was mainly for his mom um i think her name is iona duncan um she passed away when timmy was four 14 excuse me but they named an entire wing after her in the hospital out in the Virgin Islands to uh, celebrate her dedication to hospice work. And Tim Duncan continues to help out the Virgin Islands. He's donated uh, some much needed uh, medical machines to the hospital. So there you go. You know, Timmy's still dishing out assists, Joe. He is. And I don't think Tim gets enough credit for his work uh, Mm -hmm. with charity. I mean, and just what he did with the, when we had the winter storm and, and the stuff that he's doing with the food bank and, and other things. And so, and Tim's been doing stuff for the Virgin Islands, like you said, for a long, long time. Right. We were fortunate enough. Uh, that's been a few moons ago, but uh, they had training camp in islands uh, at, at one point in time. And we were there and we were able to see some of the things that Tim was doing oh, and nice. where he went to high school and all of that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, they love him there too. I mean, it's obviously they love him and, and he still does a lot of work there and, 
again, I just don't think the guy gets enough credit for what he does for charity. He is mm-hmm. uh, he's a very giving man. There's no question. Absolutely. And um, outside of uh, donating medical machines for uh, the hospital during the uh, height of the pandemic, he helped a bunch of university students out there get yep, back home. Right. Um, of course, there was the hurricanes that hit the Virgin Islands. He was there for re, uh, recovery relief efforts. And of course, here in San Antonio with the food bank. So, yeah, he's definitely making an impact still just off the court and in the community. So kudos to uh, TD. One more little news item before we put a wrap. Did you happen to get yourself a pair of DeJounte Murray Fiesta sneakers via New Balance, Joe? I know you're going to wear them. I, I know you're going to be going up and down that court teaching Lonnie how to make another lo- wraparound pass. Uh, wh- what do you think about those sneakers, Joe? Yeah, only if they can guarantee me that I'll <laughs> run the pass 40 times and then I can jump six inches higher uh, because that'll be six inches total if I could do that. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, I've never been much into tennis shoes. I know you a lot really of people have, okay. really sweet tennis shoes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I won't be wearing those. I'm more of a, you know, a, a Puma kind of guy or, a, yeah. you know, um, just flip-flops, Tommy flip-flops, Bahama. Yep. Yeah, you know, so um, those are nice shoes. And, and man, if, if uh, you want them, I think they'll be styling. There'll probably be a lot of people yep. walking downtown with those things on, but I, I won't be one of them. <laughs> well, I had a chance to talk to DeJounte about that, uh, the shoes that were, they were about to um, – hit the market and the shelves and he just said he thought it was gonna be a big thing for san antonio that he had been fighting with new balance for quite some time to get this version of shoes but this the the version that was released to the public isn't well isn't the only one that bears the fiesta colors joe he has a personal one that that's only been made for him and he wears them from time to time in the court and I asked him, I go, okay, well, will those ever be released uh, to the public? And he said, we'll see. So I don't know if he's hinting that they may come. But you know what's funny about these Fiesta colors, Joe? You remember when they first debuted in 89, 90s? San Antonio didn't really receive them warmly, did they? No. Yeah. That's true. It, 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 it got some backlash. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of, I remember back in the day, the early 90s, when they debuted, they, the Spurs fans just didn't like it, but... The younger generations remembered them. They liked the bright colors. I said, All right, they're back. So, yay. I think it was genius that the Spurs brought back the Fiesta colors. I think oh, everybody yeah. was screaming for that. I, I think it's genius. Now, I do want – I would like a jersey, uh, a Fiesta jersey. That's something. I just got to decide who if, – if I can find one and maybe they'll put a number 20 on it, I, I'll get it because, obviously, Monte Ginobili is, uh, in my – not vibes – and all that stuff but he's the yeah. greatest spur of all time i'm just saying that i know that's, <laughs> that's that's a bold statement but i love the guy and i just there's no player that's been like him and no player that ever will be like him and i just think he's amazing having Absolutely. said that jeff the reason i won't get the shoes no disrespect to anybody i don't think Dejounte is marketing those things for an old guy like me i think it's more <laughs> for young people like yourself uh well i i i got myself a pair and uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing them come in the mail when they get here. Yeah. And um, if, if, you know, I know the Spurs fans are beating the drum about the uh, Fiesta colors coming back, but me, for somebody who remembers going to the hemisphere arena and recalls the big announcement when the Spurs made the move from Dallas to San Antonio, blah, 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 all that good stuff. I would, I would love to have the ABA throwback. I'm talking about the word San Antonio, right? across oh, yeah. the Black Jersey. Those. Woo. Those, those really get jersey man yes yeah. 
those really get me going. I spoke to, I, I, um, sorry, um, James Silas's son, Xavier, he's, um, assistant coach with the, um, Delaware blue coats, the, uh, Philly, uh, 76ers, uh, G league affiliate. And, uh, he told me recently that he still has his dad's captain late's original ABA black Jersey. And he still has that. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, that, now that's, uh, that's nice. Yeah. That is really <laughs> nice. I told him I'm not jealous at all. Whatever he was. <laughs> but you know, he you probably know, for a couple of million bucks, Jeff. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he can. He can flip got that. A price. Yep, he definitely can flip that. But no, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the Fiesta sneakers coming in, and I'm also looking for my Fiesta jersey that's going to come in that says Ryan Angle on the back. So that's going to be awesome. <laughs> to have. We're proud of you, man. <laughs> All right, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Uh, what do you think about the Spurs' first two games of this East Coast swing? Was a big loss against the, the 76ers, but they rebounded nicely against Detroit. What are you seeing uh, from the team or players? Also, what do you think about the LaMarcus Aldridge situation in San Antonio trade buyout? What do you think is going to happen? And who is going to get themselves the Joe Reinagle Fiesta jersey? We need to hear about that <laughs> right now. You can follow Joe on Twitter at JoeKens5 and uh, check him out on Kens5 San Antonio. Um, they're anchoring the uh, sports segment there for Kens. And don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts and all the podcast on the Lockdown Network. So for Joe Ryan Angle, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.